2: Welcome back. It's another episode of the Zone Boxing Show Podcast. I'm happy to be here. As some of you know, I miss Radio Day. So this brings me back every week, at least once a week. We're ready to talk. And this guest, our next guest, Barack, we hasn't been on in a while. So got a lot to talk about.
3: Yeah, and you know, we're not going to do much talking. We're just going <laughs> to ask maybe two questions and he'll do all the talking.
2: If that. That'll be a success. If you get two to three questions out, our next guest, um, it'll be successful. But that's good. It makes He makes our job easier, bro.
3: Yeah, 100%. And, and there's so much to talk about. So much going on in the sport today, so I can't wait for this.
2: Right. Um. All right. Well, do you want to jump right into it? No, no, no! I want to talk
3: more about you and Josh's bet. You want to, you want to Ooh. resurrect that? You want to resurrect that dumb series? You know of, what?
2: I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad it's I, over. <laughs> I almost, I almost forgot, Barack. And you're so damn. Kind I was joking. I don't, I don't,
3: I don't want to. I don't want to. So, know dumb so stuff. for those,
2: for those that have heard Josh complain about the money I owe him in the bet, and and listen in last week on this double or nothing bet that. And and the bet was for those that, you know, were under a rock last week and, and what weren't listening to the number one podcast. Uh, most of the world life. was under the rock. <laughs> well, you guys are missing out on the best podcast. In the globe. On the globe. So Josh took the bet that Errol Spence Crawford would not happen before August 25th. I went on a limb and said, okay, I think it's gonna happen. I took the risk and it paid off josh still hasn't happened yet
1: so i don't know why you're yeah so one couple 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 things here um number one yeah went on a limb um i'll just say this i know you would never admit to anything you might have known ahead of time really don't care that's fine congrats <laughs> on your hustle and saving yourself some money and <laughs> feel that's number one and I, you know what i've decided number Who's two sure? so the fight of course was announced for middle of july oh well, not
2: end of july not, july, of july,
1: 29th. 29th. Yeah, july yeah, 29th yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So somehow, last couple days, yeah, it? I mean, just a miracle, a miracle. I, you know, what a coincidence. So um, what, what I've also decided is, yeah, whether honestly the fight could fall through. I'm done with the bet. I, I don't i'm done with the bet hold on don't be a soul loser this oh, is no right. not not this at all this is a fair bet and, no, and no, just no. so you know for the record 100% even gonna for the it, record. you the know. record i get to, i get to record. talk on one segment a week no no, know i, no, I just, just want to chime in go ahead I did nah, not he's always not
2: chiming in
1: before somebody finish it's fine even though i spent time with
2: errol spence and his jam and Derek james a few weeks ago in dallas i did not know that the fight was actually made right nor am I
1: saying that please don't you know don't let that be something that you think I'm insinuating definitely not and you know (laughs) much like Floyd Mayweather's defense and like the all-time greats Tyson Fury and whatnot I respect how committed you were to just making it such a hassle to get even like a coffee from you on the road I'm done with it I respect your oh, commitment. Josh, I mean, to, Barack,
2: were you not a witness uh, several times where I paid for lunch for Josh? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Okay. Yeah, a couple I of times. There.
1: Last trip, you just said no, which, you know, it's fine. I don't even, you know, we agreed, like, if the fight happens, I get $25 meal each It's just done. No, but this is I'm, funny. This is funny. I almost, I
3: almost, almost want the fight not to happen. <laughs> uh, you know what, Barack? It's it's a, you a, know, like Barack, August 26th. So that you could be mad at yourself for giving up on the bed. No, no, you you know why? You know why, Barack? You know, you know why I'm good
1: with it? No, not at at all. Uh, You don't want the headache. Exactly. It is completely worth the lack of need. You know, I have to follow up with uh, on enough things. So getting to take this off of my plate, I I would, you know what I would rather do? I would rather go to Vegas and treat myself to a $300 meal where they burn the steak and smear the mashed potatoes on the floor then have to follow up with Ock for one more thing that I'm legally required to do. Burn the steak? I mean, that's how you're supposed to cook it, basically. I, I would I would rather the steak gets run over on the Las Vegas Strip and I have to eat it right after than have to nag Ock for one more thing than I have to on a daily basis any day. So I'll say congratulations. <laughs> Your defense was up there with the, with the very best.
3: Yeah, I mean, he with, just spent time with Errol Spence. And his whole team, his manager. Yeah, his I'm, I'm sure. That, I'm sure they talked about
1: movies and you know the weather. Right, 100. Yeah,
2: we talked about family, children, and stuff like that. Right, nothing about fights. But with that being said, speaking of fights, let's talk to the best promoter in boxing, Mister Eddie.
0: Heron. He What's up, Eddie? Well, I put some money back in the meter. So I'm here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what it is. Look, so much to catch up on. It's been a while. Um, first off. Let's just talk about the big win. Lee Wood, um, I picked him to win Barack, as you remember, in a unanimous decision, as Mm -hmm. he did. Um, How proud were you uh, of his performance after, you know, losing to the way he did to Lara?
0: Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, firstly, Ben Davidson had a good point. They boxed, what, 19 rounds? And Lee Wood probably lost, like, three rounds in in those 19, you know? And um, he just boxed. He boxed the same kind of fight as last time. Didn't make the mistake, but even more clever. Frustrated Lara. Obviously, he was downbeat because of the weight. He'd already been stripped as well. And, you know, he, yeah. just took, he just took his soul away, really. He just took his desire away. And, you know, an amazing performance. And Lee Wood, you know, for you guys on the other side of the pond, you might not always know that Lee Wood was like four or five years ago, three or four years ago, like out of the game. Like lost right. at domestic level, wasn't making any money. It's, a, it's, a, it's an yeah. incredible turnaround. And, you know, um, to, to beat Lara at the weekend puts himself in line for some huge fights.
2: That says a lot about you as a promoter when a fighter is at that level where he's pretty much out of the game. What makes you, what gives you that that sign, all right, I, I still believe in this guy. I think he can still do
0: something you know in what? the game. You know what, I'll be honest, Dak. I didn't think he could do it. You know, there were times where wow. he, he, you know, he lost for the British title. Um even when he won the British title, but I never thought he'd go on and be like, and be arguably the number one featherweight on the planet. He's 35 years old, but Ben Davidson's done an unbelievable job. He's kept believing in himself. He's learned from his, from his losses and he's learned from his setbacks. And I see that a lot these days in fighters who are kind of like educating themselves through their troubles throughout their career. You see a lot of guys who lose early on in their career and end up coming back and actually being better. And that's what lee wood's done it's an incredible story yeah. Yeah. and what i've really done is i've always liked him so i've always given him opportunities and he's like you know boxing's a game of snakes and ladders and he just he took an opportunity and kept climbing the ladders and now he's pretty much at the top of the ball game yeah.
3: well yeah i mean we've seen in the first lara fight that he's he's a good fighter he's a very very good fighter but i want to talk about somebody you definitely had confidence in since the beginning you partner up with him and that's Devin Haney. Devin Haney versus Lomachenko. I never heard your opinion on that fight. A lot of people are saying that Loma won. Some people are saying Devin won. But at the end of the day, Devin won. How do you feel about that fight?
0: Yeah, I mean, first, I haven't watched the whole fight, like, round by round. I've seen a lot of heavy highlights. Sounds like and looks like a very close fight, right? Okay. You know, I hate it when people say, Oh, it was a robbery. I had it 115-113, Lomachenko. I don't understand this narrative <laughs> at all. <laughs> also, with Devin's push at the weigh-in, some people kind of like... Devin starts a couple of rounds down in people's minds anyway. So any close mm, round, they're going to give cool. it to Lomachenko. Three right. judges all had it for Devin Haney. Pretty consistent store- scoring. Looks like 116-112 was wide. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can't knock this young man. You know, he's wanted that Lomachenko fight for about four or five years, you know, he had to go to Australia and fight Cambosus twice. Did that, came back, boxed Lomachenko, beat Lomachenko. This guy has to be mentioned now as a, as a pound-for-pound fighter. Right. And you know, mm-hmm. I he called me. He called me the other night. We had a great conversation. He wants to fight Regis Program. You know, it's wow. a tremendous fight. He wants to move up to 140. He wants a belt. And I, you know, I said to him, he's got to be a little bit careful because part of his value right now is that he's undisputed. So when he moves up a division, that's the risk that he's taking from there. But he has identified Regis Progre as the fight that he wants. I think it's an unbelievable fight. Regis loves the fight. Obviously, he's got Zarilla first on June 17. He's He's got to smash him to pieces. And he's got to shout out Devin Haney. We've got to get them guys together. We've got to get the right number for both guys. And I believe we can make that happen.
2: Is there any reason why you haven't like sat down and watched the entire fight? Is it just time? Just haven't had time, time?
0: Time, really. Like, I don't, you know, I watched, I don't know, three or four minutes of highlights of that fight from a highlights package. You know, I can pretty much see how the fight plays out. I don't need to, you know, it wasn't my fight. I don't really have an opinion on it. Devin gotcha. won. All three judges scored it for Devin Haney. I said in the build-up to this fight, Devin Haney's going to win a unanimous decision. He did. On we go. So it's it's, it's,
2: it's so it's not true. There were rumors saying that he signed a, a multi-fight deal with top rank two no. days before the fight. That's that's not true. It was a false reference. No,
0: no, no, not true. Um,
2: as a promoter, though, because of the big fights that's still at 135 for Devin, like a Shakur fight or like a tank fight, which probably would be the biggest, um, w- wouldn't you advise him to stay at 35 and, to your point, to keep no. the undisputed crown.
0: Yeah, but, but he can't do that forever. You know, we know how yeah. tight he is at 135. He's been tight for about five years at 135. Also, once you become undisputed at, at 135, he now wants more legacy. He wants to be a two-division world champion. And by the way, the, the reality is the Shakur Stevenson fight isn't that big. Right. And it's a really tough fight. Like we all, you know, Shakur's established himself, I think, as arguably number one without really fighting anybody of note in the division yet. But he's a, he's a great talent. And Tank can do the fight at 140 anyway. He's just done a fight at 136, you know. But right. I don't know. I think Tank against Devin Haney is a great fight. Mm-hmm. But I think he wants to move up and, and try and become a two-division world champion and would be happy to help him do that with Regis' program.
3: Okay. Sounds, sounds good. Okay, um, there's a lot of stuff going online. You know, Tyson Fury, he says a lot of crazy things. Well, one thing he's saying now that, that people are saying is capping, is he's lying, is he sent a contract to you guys I guess maybe to two five eight management or maybe to you uh, about him fighting Anthony Joshua—is that any truth to
0: that? No, no truth in that at all. Wow. He didn't send a contract to us, two five eight Anthony Joshua. Mm. What happened was George Warren sent us an email to say, "Look, we'd like to talk about the fight in September, same terms as last time." We had some positive conversations. What do you think? Yeah, I called yeah. him straight up and I said, "Look, we're we're planning our fight in August, and we're planning on fighting Deontay Wilder in December." Wow. So I can't – it's very difficult for me – For I mean, I, I spoke to AJ about it. He said, isn't he fighting Jai Apataya or Dempsey McKean or John Jones? You know, he's been fighting <laughs> three guys in the last four days. Right. So AJ said, look, I, I can't put my trust in cancelling my August and December fight to fight this guy in September when we just don't know, like, do, do you trust him? I said, look, I know they would like to discuss the fight. So it's my job to go through that process with George Warren and see the legitimacy of it. Obviously, we we see what happens in Saudi this week. Mm-hmm. They want the Deontay Wilder fight. AJ's got that in his head. It's a mm-hmm. huge fight, huge money fight. And he's got the fight in August, which will develop him ready for that fight with Derek James. And so that's our plan. And we're not going to deviate from that plan on the basis of some in- Instagram hope. Mm-hmm. But it's also my job to go through the process to see how real that opportunity is, and if August and and particularly the Deontay Wilder fight doesn't materialize, absolutely he'll fight Tyson Fury. So next August run. would be
3: maybe like a Dillion White or what? Correct. Okay.
2: Now, now is that fight uh, against Deontay Wilder on the card that everybody's been talking about? Um, we we've heard. I've seen an interview with a mayor from Skill Challenge, and he said also that that's a fight that they that Saudi Arabia has offered. Prince Khalif has offered on the card with Tyson Fury and um, Usyk. Is that true?
0: That's what they want to do, but we've been told that our fight precedes whatever happens Mm. with Tyson. We all know AJ against Wilder is a dream heavyweight matchup. One of the biggest biggest in the sport. And we're up for that fight. We've committed um, to those conversations. There's been conversations, uh, and we'll see as I said, what happens with, with Saudi this week. But We need, obviously, a formal contract for that, which they're working on. But that is our plan. You know, ideally, Dillian White in August, Deontay Wilder in December. If there is an opportunity to do a Tyson Fury fight and we have to scrap the other two, I'm sure that will be looked at as well. But it's the confidence to move forward. We don't want anything to get in the way of AJ's plans. He's in camp now in Texas, training for his August fight. Right.
2: Well, look, I, I was just in Texas a few weeks ago in, in Dallas, and I spent some time with Derek James and Errol Spence. You know, it, it's true what you were saying about how they train. Now, so I would think that maybe the Terrence Crawford uh, and uh, Errol Spence fight, you're probably going to side with with Errol now because of, <laughs> because he's part of your AJ no, a- no. team. No, <laughs>
0: Well, no, I, I do like Errol. I mean, Errol's big break come on our card against Kell Brook that night in Bramall Lane. He was amazing. And, you know, obviously I like Derek James a lot, but if I have to pick one, I just believe Terence Crawford wins that fight. I think he's more comfortable at 147 pounds. I think he has a great mindset. I think he's extremely confident as well. And I think he wins the fight on points, but it's a great fight. I mean, such a great fight for boxing. I'm so happy it's been made, but, you know, although we've got a foot in the camp with Derek James, if I have to be truly honest, I think Terence Crawford just edges a very close fight.
2: And I respect that. Now, we, we all know that Tank versus Ryan supposedly did a 1.2. There were reports that said at 1.4. So I'm not sure. It did very well in terms of pay-per-view numbers. In the past, you've said yourself that Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence is probably the best matchup in boxing, or one of the best, but it won't do that well, uh like over a million. Can you predict to what do you think that fight does now? I mean,
0: look, you never know. Look, I'm I'm hearing everything from eight hundred thousand to one point two million for tank against right yes. like, Who knows? Right. Say it did a million. Right. Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford is not as big as that fight. You know, the difference is those guys are older, they never built a fan base, they don't have a huge social media presence like the other two, they've never been consistently selling out shows like, you know, like Tank has. I just think, I think it still does great numbers. I think it does 500,000, 600,000, which is still, listen, that's unbelievable.
2: That's great numbers.
0: But, yeah. you know, the you know, Tank against Ryan Garcia really outperformed itself. Two wow. clashes of fan bases, it had everything. Yeah. But I don't think 600,000 would be, you know, a bad night at the box office for those two. I think it's a, it's a tremendous fight and I'm sure it will get the respect it deserves.
3: Yeah, I think Errol Spence, since the Mikey Garcia fight, has been uh, selling out um, every venue. But I want to talk about Lawrence O'Coley and Chris Billum smith mm-hmm. Truthfully, Eddie, I, we know we
0: always get the truth from you. What were you thinking when Lawrence O'Coley lost that fight? I, I, I thought Chris Billum smith would win the fight, honestly. Like, I just, oh, he did? Everything wow. was set up for him to win that fight, right? It was down in Bournemouth. It was at his home football club. There was 12,000, 13,000 fans, all Chris Billum smith fans. Lawrence Acoli is coming off a, a quick turnaround. Just you know, I, ju- I
3: just can't help but believe if you were still with Lawrence Acoli and they were and you were cool,
0: you'd be like, you know, his power is too much for
3: Chris because that's what I was thinking.
0: No, but you gotta understand, one, Chris Bittlum-Spiff is very strong. Mm-hmm. He's very good on the inside, Tough as fire. in he's strong on the inside. That's yeah. how you beat Lawrence Acoli. If mm. he lets you tie him up, you couldn't say he couldn't tie him up. Because he was getting bumped off, pushed off. Then he would hold again. Then he would lose points. Then he was like, "And he, he you know, he can get hurt." And Chris Billum Smith's a puncher. There was always the risk that Billum Smith gets knocked out in that fight. Yeah. yeah. But I just felt that Chris Billum Smith would be too rough and tough for him. Yeah. And um, he, he made him fight. fight. Being in Bournemouth, with everything, I just, you know, I, I wasn't surprised. And it's a great win from Billum Smith because he was never one who you would have called out to become a future world champion. But right. he's worked very hard. Yes. Great consistency over the years, and a big win for him and the McGregor gym. No that, Eddie, definitely. talking
2: to uh, switching gears real quick. Talking to Jake Paul in Dallas, um, he kind of teased something to us, saying that he's about to sign a fighter that potentially could be the, the the biggest star in the sport of boxing. So Barack and I were just throwing some names out there. We we guessed Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney. Have you heard any rumors about a big name that's going to be signed to MVP Promotions?
0: Absolutely not, none. No. Sorry.
2: It's
3: I mean, right. if, if, he if Jake, to if, snitch.
0: If, like, anyway. Jake's saying that could be anyone from a one and oh prospect to. I, oh, my <laughs>
2: He said that people are going to know who this guy is. But anyway, uh-huh. all right, look, let's talk about uh, Mr. Canelo Alvarez. Uh, obviously, big turnout in Mexico in his last. When uh, we've been waiting to see if Bivol is going to accept the fight at 175, he wants it at 168. What's the latest on Canelo Alvarez's next opponent in September?
0: Um, I'm due to see him next week. He still wants Bivol. We're in negotiations for that fight right now. But obviously, if that can't get made, and you'd hope that would get made certainly by the end of June, but probably in the next two weeks, really, um, he'll start looking at other options, and we would even present other options to him as well. But my instructions are the same. You know, we still want Dmitry Bivol. You know, you saw he had some chats with with, uh, Samson Leskovich. Benavidez is uh, manager and promoter. That's definitely a a fight that could materialize. I don't know. But for now, instruction remains the same. And we're negotiating with both sides.
2: So plan B is uh, Benavidez?
0: I don't know. I mean, I think that if he can't get Bivol, he'd he'd then look at all options. And Benavidez would definitely be one. Um, But right now, you know, the messaging is the same. We want to try and avenge his defeat against Dimitri Bivov.
3: Yeah, I I could definitely see that. I would love to see Canelo versus Benavidez. That would be the fight that everybody probably wants. But I wanted to know something. Let's just say Edgar Belanga beats Quigley. Quigley's a tough fight for him. But let's just say he beats Quigley in spectacular fashion. Now, I know Edgar told us he probably needs two big fights before he can get that Canelo fight. Would you think Canelo would even think, you know what, if he beats him? Maybe I could do that Mexican Puerto Rico rivalry and fight Berlanga. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, if it was a a thrilling performance and a huge knockout, yeah. he puts yeah. his name in the hat. I think with one more credible victory from a top 10 guy, that fight becomes a mega fight. Yeah. You know, Mexico against Puerto Rico, Berlanga. You know, you've got to look at like Teofimo against Josh Taylor, really struggling at the box office at the, the theater. Edgar's fight's nearly sold out already, you know, mm. but he's a big star. Um, but it all depends on the performance. If he goes in there and ices Jason Quigley, you know, maybe a few people go, do you know what? It's a fun fight, but I don't think it's on sales radar right now, but it will be all eyes on June 24th. And if he comes through and gets another big win, I think he's right up there as a candidate.
2: Who's Uh, the other big win, Eddie? I know you're planning ahead. You have to think ahead at least. Who do you think would be a step up from Quigley and then a name big enough to say, okay, if you beat this guy, We'll make this I mean, could
0: up. be a you know, could be a John Ryder, you know, could be a Mungia, Mungia, could be a Golovkin. I mean, you know, there's there's loads of guys that you know you would put you in as a credible challenger. Right. Could be you know, could be a Billy Joe Saunders, back then later in the I don't know. It's got it's got to be someone who's been there or thereabouts. And um, you know, Jason Quigley's been there or thereabouts, but. He's, there's still a level above him, obviously, before you get to the, the elite stuff. So all eyes will be on Madison Square Garden. There's a lot of pressure on Edgar Belanger because he needs to win well that night.
2: Right. Now, um, really quickly, uh, we all know that Regis, uh, this his a matchroom now, big fight in New Orleans on the 17th. Uh, you mentioned Teofimo Lopez and Josh Chela. Is that a fight you guys are going to pursue uh, after the 17th for Regis' progress? Should he win? Uh,
0: yeah, we we'd like to. Fight? But obviously, you know, I think Jack Cattrell great performance at the weekend. I think that's a great fight for Regis, but he's yeah. going to want the biggest <laughs> fights out there, whether that's a Mateus unification. But now with the Devin Haney discussions, I think that's the fight that he'll be looking to make. You know, it's a oh, massive yeah. fight. Can do it in Vegas. And, and let's be honest as well, Haney against um, um against Regis is a great matchup. Great matchup for American boxing. But obviously, I'm under a lot of pressure from the UK fans as well so that Cattrell gets his well-deserved shot. So, Let's see how, how Regis goes June 17th, and he'll be in a big fight October, November. All
2: right. That was good well, to me. Well, thanks for taking the time, as always, Eddie, and don't stay away so long next time. <laughs> Take, it soon,
0: easy. Boys. Take care, brother.
2: Well, Barack, we got two questions each in, and um, I, I consider <laughs> that a success.
3: <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. This time he was a little shorter than normal, so we got some good questions in there, and I know the people feel like he has. He says some interesting things. Well, we Surprised me a couple times.
2: Great answers. It's safe to say that Devin Haney is not signed to Top Rank, and there's a play for Matchroom there to get their guy back, especially at least for one fight. For the Come Rangers on, for
3: the and, and you can always tell because he he loves to mention the next fight multiple times, even if he goes, "Yeah, that could be it," <laughs> but he's going to mention it a lot. I think that Regis is, is a strong favorite for Devin Haney's next fight.
2: Well, listen, uh, we have to get to the weekend preview, obviously, because that's what we do on this pod, right? But first, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. We have to talk Detroit. We have to talk Clarissa Shields, the growth Barack last minute replacement. But this replacement is not a typical replacement. This is the number one contender in several sanctioning bodies. I'm talking about Maricela Cornejo. That's who Clarissa Shield is fighting. I think it's a harder fight than Hannah Gabriels.
3: I disagree. I disagree. I mean, I know they want to sell a fight, and I'm cool with that. I think she's training. I think Cornejo is training. I think she's taller. She's like 5'10". You know, so Clarissa's 5'8", so... But that's what and, I mean, stop and, listening, and she has a long, you don't think she could no, possibly be more different? Nope, because bigger than styles is skill set, and I think that Hannah Gabriel's skill set is is better than Cornejo's, mm. you know, but I think Cornejo's very, very tough, and I think this is, like, her shot. This is her shot. So it's a lot. a lot of times when fighters get this kind of opportunity, they surprise you. Not to say that she can beat Clarissa, but it's, it's kind of like Cambosos, who we were looking at his confidence like, this guy is confident, but he's going up against Teofimo. He's getting knocked out, and he surprised people. So it, it's, it's a good place for her to be because nobody really expects her to win, and she, she has less pressure on her, but she can win it all. you know. So, but it's just she's going up against Clarissa, who's dominating in this sport more than any woman ever
2: who's fighting at home. This is a homecoming fight in the, in the state of Michigan. Now, Barack, do you think that the fight fans that purchase tickets for the Hannah Gabriels rematch will be requesting their refunds back? Are they happy? <laughs> are they going out just to see Clarissa? Are they going the, just to
3: see there you go. the quote? There you go, bro. You, you already answered it, man. They're going out to see the quote. I mean, there are a few people probably, maybe we're going to tune in or maybe even bought tickets who said hey this was a, a woman who years ago knocked down clarissa maybe but this particular woman um that she's fighting now is is just as big just as strong she got she got multiple knockouts you know so i don't really think that matters i just think they're just trying to see clarissa shields fight that's it it's a homecoming i mean the undisputed championship where there's never been boxing before and it's a female, man, they better pack that place out.
2: No doubt. Look, this is a female that has won not one undisputed crown, but two undisputed crowns in two different divisions. No man in the sport has done this. No no American man has won two Olympic gold medals. Um, so her accomplishments, I mean, speak for themselves. Um, I see. I've seen her social media grow over the last couple of years. Barack, how big of a star is Clarissa Shields becoming?
3: I, I think she's a, a big star right now. I really think she's a big star and I think this is just the right time for a woman to be at the helm of the sport. I think I think she's that she has that right personality where she's she could be kind, she could be sweet, she got a a great big smile, but she's angry and mean when she needs to be. and that's what's important. and I, and I think she's the kind of person that's willing to take the whole mantle of the sport. The women's part of the sport on her back and 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 roam with it freely so and I, and I think she's just um somebody who catches your eye. I remember when she was seventeen years old and i I called my kids into the room I was like, yo, look at this little girl look look at this little girl like she she just won a gold medal like right. and and ever since then she's been captivating us
2: now is it I was thinking about this the other day, right um on... And male In men's boxing, on the pound yeah. for pound list, you, know, you got guys that feel like they should be at the top. Guys throw shots at each other. There's, there's always some sort of shots fired controversy and so on and so forth in men's boxing. Do you think to some degree women are too nice and too supportive to each other when it comes to that pound for pound list or talking about another fighter, even if it's another weight class, because they create no tension No possible rivalries because there's a little too much respect for one another?
3: No, I don't think so. I just think that just lately and recently, the women that are on top respect each other. And that's, that's just, it is what it is. But then you got some women like McCaskill or other women who like Maya, who will be very vocal (laughs) about who they don't like. You know what I mean? So just imagine if we didn't have the Clarissas and who are leading right now, Clarissas and the, and, and the Serranos you know and the Katie Taylors who were always one two and three imagine if you didn't have those three then you'd have women who really really dislike each other like the Baumgartners and the mayors and they'd be going at each other you know and they'd be they'd be they'd be freely saying whatever insult they want uh towards each other so I just think it's those three and Clarissa shoots her shot sometimes as well you know but then we got Katie Taylor, and Serrano, who never say a bad word about anybody.
2: anybody. And, you know, one thing about Clarissa, you know, we all know that she's fought in the PFL, um, and I kind of do agree with her in that fight that she lost. I kind of thought she pulled it off, but she wants to stay busy, and she even threw out there that if the WWE called the Barack, she'll be ready for the smoke and get into wrestling because she knows that there's a lot of money in that sport. I mean, I can see Clarissa Getting involved in the WWE, not after boxing. Now, he said that. No, she did say. I mean, she didn't say whether it's now after boxing. She said she'll accept the call. Oh, she would. You know, she would. I, that's accept strange.
3: It. I, I would. I, damn, if you would have asked me before telling me that, I would say she probably wouldn't. Because I mean, maybe that bag, <laughs> that oh, bag, I mean, would draw yeah. her in. But the money would draw her in. But I always. Consider her like 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 a Bud Crawford, like a female Bud Crawford, somebody who's like very, very, very competitive. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't see, you know what? I guess yeah, but why, maybe why
2: wouldn't that? Because that's all scripted anyway. W- it
3: is scripted, but then again, I think maybe she would go in there and test herself to say, let me see if I can do this. Let me see if I can be an acrobat. Let me see if I can be, you know, somebody who can jump off the top rope or something like that. So maybe she would do it to test herself. But I just feel like she's just very, very competitive and she would want something that's, you know, real.
2: Yeah, no no, no doubt about that. Look, we all know that she's going to be competitive this weekend in Detroit um, against Cornejo. Um, I expect the quote to be the quote in her homecoming showcase fight. Yeah, I said it, showcase fight. No disrespect to Cornejo. I think she's tough. I just think that the, uh, Clarissa is levels above her and I'm excited to see that. All right, Barack. I'm excited to go to Detroit. I've never been there. Have you?
3: Oh, plenty of times, man. I'm
2: sure you have.
3: No, nah, it's my first time. God, <laughs> listen, first look, time. Th-
2: that's our show for today, man. We got to catch these flights to Detroit. Catch Clarissa live in action. And uh, you guys enjoy your weekend. Peace and love. Stay safe. Out of here.